All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, another episode of Reflections with Dr. Gary Harvey. For everybody that's been that's been watching and trying to tune in since 8:30, I apologize the uh, technical difficulties we were having and and, and whatnot. But we got a. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about tonight, uh, you know, talking with you guys, uh, passes, uh, Rod and Candy, uh, Wilson out of Jacksonville, Florida, just the, uh, number one, planting, launching a ministry during this pandemic, and which is very different than, uh, launching during a, you know, traditional brick and mortar type of launch for a church. There's, there's generally years that go into planning and prep for, for a church plant, um, brick and mortar. This uh, obviously um, offers other challenges uh, with it as well. And so definitely interesting to hear about that. And then, you know, over the last few weeks, a lot of people have kind of asked me this whole, how do you know, how, how can you hear from God? How do you know you're hearing from God type of thing? And, you know, I just kind of felt like this was a perfect segue into that, um, you know, and, and definitely uh, I've known you for a little bit, you know, a couple years, um, you know, at this point. So yeah, back back to the you know old stomping grounds at the Irk, um, but I'm um, excited to have you guys on. Um, generally, you know, before we jump into the uh, into the interview itself, um, as far as uh, I like to give some shout outs, we have uh, uh, Cinemascapes Gaming is a good friend of mine. He's just a real chill dude. Somebody I met in Bible college and uh, real into video games, music. And uh, so he streams, just kind of hangs out with folk. And during this pandemic, that's definitely been, definitely been something. And then, uh, you know, um, Epic Images down there and, uh, and the Tea Cafe down there in Jacksonville and uh, Sterling and his crew, uh, the things that they do. And, and he, he does some amazing work. He really does. And, yep. Yeah, he, he, he made the mask that I got for this. And, uh, you know, just just big shout out there. And then uh, Bella's Cleaning Solutions out of Jacksonville, Florida. They're another one. They'll get you right. Let them do the cleaning and, uh, you know, let them handle it. But a lot of really exciting things going on with, like, friends and family of mine. Um, you know, uh, Chanel Lee, Living Beauty Florals, and, and, you know, the write-up that she just had recently. And then, you know, I'm friends that are authors and now church plants and you know so it's it's uh it's definitely an exciting time and, and it's something that i like to uh um kind of showcase a little bit so with that being said go ahead and uh you know let us know let us know a little bit about you guys Okay. And you know, 
Okay. We have a more intimate where we can, you know, get, get to know people on the level of, you know, on the level of the Zoom. And I think it's it's perfect for where everything is going right now. Okay. Um, me and my wife, we, we really, we stepped, we stepped out of faith on this, man. Trust in God, amen. Um, I just want to add to that, um, to basically say that we were not looking for this. We knew that it would come, but we definitely weren't looking for it. Mm-hmm. that I try to do is, you know, number one, I try to show support to the people I know. That's, that's like huge for me, you know? And one of the reasons I do that is because I know what it's like not to have that or think you don't have it, you know? Cause a lot of times, a lot of times people are showing support, but they're not necessarily blatant about it. So you sit back going, man, of all the people that I thought would be in my corner, 
they're not in my corner, but they are. It's just kind of a behind the scenes type of thing. You know, and if you're not careful, you can get a little bitter about that. You can have some animosity about that, you know? And and so that's one thing, one reason why, like I've had people tell me, yo, on the podcast, you, you give too many shout outs to companies and businesses. Well, bro, don't listen then. I mean, I love y'all. I want you to listen, but I'm only in the position I'm in because people didn't give up on me, you know, because people gave me a shot because I get criticized all the time for being too transparent when it comes to ministry because I, I went through, you know, I was pastor in a church in Jacksonville and, and it was a bilingual church. And then I end up going through my divorce and I threw my hands up in the air and said, God, I tried it your way. I'm going to do it my way now. And, and I hit rock bottom, like rock bottom. You, you know what I mean? And it took me a while to come back to God and even longer to come back to ministry because I didn't make the decisions. I didn't make the bad mistakes. I wasn't living in sin out of ignorance. I knew exactly what I was doing. You, you know what I mean? And, and so, you know, my testimony isn't one of these, oh, I lived without God for so long and then I got saved. No, my testimony is I lived without God, got saved, started pastoring, fell apart and decided to do my own thing. And he still let me come back. You know, and, and so for me, I wouldn't have been able to do that without certain people in my life along the way. You know, even even back at ERC, you know, or people that I met at ERC at different times, they were the ones to, to speak into me. And they might not necessarily have been saved, but God put them there to, you know, hit me with whatever level of knowledge I needed at that time to get my mind right. You know, so it, it's it's a privilege for me to be able to do stuff like this, you know. And I believe personally that, you know, when God's moving and God's blessing someone and blessing a work, especially in a situation that we're currently in, you know, there's there's some value there. And I believe that value needs to be shared. You know, I, I'm not of the belief that, you know, one or two preachers are the only ones you can listen to. Like that, that's to me, that's foolishness, you know, and, you know, oftentimes, like you were saying before, the, the pandemic has shown us kind of where we're at. And, you know, months ago, I remember talking about the fact that uh, with the pandemic, it's shown us who is addicted to church and who has a relationship with God. There's there's a big difference between the two because a lot of people were upset they couldn't go to church. That's what they were upset about. But I mean, I can have church like this. I can pick up the phone and pray with somebody and have more of a move of God in that moment than I did in a 45 minute service, you know? And, and so we were addicted to the comfort of what we perceive as church, you know, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, because we'd go home and nothing would change. And so the pandemic has forced us to really look in the mirror, look in that, you know, face that reflection. I, I generally start the podcast each week with, you know, talking about taking that moment and looking at the mirror, facing the man in the mirror, because the mirror has three purposes, show you who you were, who you are, and help you become who you want to be. You know, and so this pandemic has forced us to look at that mirror of scripture and really hold ourselves accountable, you know, and, and so for a work to launch in the middle of it, to me, that's exciting, you know, especially when it's not because I come from a traditional mindset as far as like schooling and education. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it had a charismatic flair to it or Pentecostal flair to it. But at the same time, it was still, you know, going to the community 
you know, generate interest, have some interest meetings, have people already from like your previous church that you were a member of that are going to help you, you know, have musicians set up and okay, now launch after months and months and months of working. And to me, that was, there's, there's a level of intimacy there, like with the interest meetings. And you're saying that Zoom has allowed you to become more intimate. I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, because to me, at first, now I, I can see it, but I want you to be able to explain it, you know, to the people that are watching and listening. Uh, because at first glance, Zoom seems very impersonal. It doesn't, it doesn't really seem like it has that personal touch and that, you know, that real life ministry feel, you know. So, so take a minute, talk, tell us about that. I mean, uh, explain that. Well, we initially started out in Zoom, but we started out um, not having us on video. Okay. Know? Like we'll show up and preach and dip. He slides. fantastic i know that um you know especially when i was down south you know i worked with a lot of kojic churches and um a lot of them had um scripture praise you know basically so it was like a 45 minute block because you know it's a 17 hour long service um you know a four hour block of uh you know just randomly stand up and you know, just boom, I praise God for this and this scripture and that, and everybody just kind of, and, and I think sometimes though, churches have gotten away from that because it's difficult to maintain a sense of, I don't want to use the, not, not the word control, but order. Um, it's difficult to maintain a sense of order. Like I remember when I was younger, there was a, a woman that was started coming to my dad's church and she got saved and one day my dad's you know going around and he's asking everybody what they want prayer for and um she stands up and she goes i want to pray for my ex-husband because that blankety blank you know you know in the church you know and of course all of us in the church are like whoa you know wait a minute now you know and um 
you know, my dad addressed it, obviously, but he did it so tactfully, and, and I'll never forget it, because he pointed out the fact, he's like, listen, you know, you go 40-some years living in the world, two days in the church, you, you're not necessarily going to act right, you know, and, and so there's got to be a level of grace there, um, you know, but at the same time, there has to be instruction, there's got to be discipleship, like I said a couple weeks ago, we focus on go into all the world and preach the gospel like everybody loves that part of the great commission you know because there's very little self-accountability there's very little you know rubber meets the road iron sharpens iron but we forget that make disciples part and um you know we have to be willing to do that and that takes time and it takes that level of intimacy you know and that's uh that's I mean, to, you know, specifically, like you said, we go way back and now, you know, we didn't, you know, chop it up all the time or go out all the time, you know, nothing like that. But the fact that you like sitting there and, and, you know, going through their conversations that we've had, you know, like you said, who would have thought, you know, and um, it's, 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 it's awesome to me. And um, so what would you say one of the, one of the biggest challenges has been? Mm-hmm. Because I believe, you know, in, in ministry, um, you have to work, you know, and both of us work. Right. And, and that's something that, you know, if it takes our money to build what God wants us to build, so be it. Because, you know, the Bible says the earth is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Girl, so if I have to build it with my money, it's already in. Exactly. So it, it really doesn't even matter. I, I, I would say the biggest um, um, challenge They've gotten gotten addicted to church as opposed to God. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the challenge, I guess, to try to remove some of those religious mindsets. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, that's kind of where the church has become. We've become so programmed to our religious mindsets where it has to be done a certain way. Right. Things have to be done a certain way. If it ain't this, done this way, it ain't God. Right. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, 
I like what you were saying, you know, at first talking about, hey, if it takes our money to build this, then it is what it is. And and I think a lot of preachers miss that because at the end of the day, you know, preachers standing in front of the congregation talking about, all right, well, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, we need your financial support. We need your money. OK, preacher, we need your money, too. You know, and 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 sometimes I think there's an unfair, you know, expectation um, you know, as far as that's concerned, like the preacher is always, and I say always, and of course I'm using it kind of as a, as a general blanket, you know, not every church is like that. Not every preacher is like that, but, um, there are some churches that it, it just seems like, you know, every day, every Sunday, there's a new project. So, you know, by the end of the month, you got four new projects that the church is working on and, you know, oh, well, the children, they, they need this and the youth need this and pastor needs this and the music ministry needs this needs this and and i mean yeah that comes along with ministry but at the same time there's there's got to be a level of okay i'm not going to require you to do something i'm not willing to do myself you know and so there there's got to be that that um lead by example and not the whole just do what i tell you to do because i said so uh, you know and and i think sometimes especially my experience especially has been in kojic churches where the the pastor gets put on such a pedestal and it's not necessarily the pastor's fault no, you know, it's 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 not like he goes out and tries to, you know, set himself up on the, in this position. And it starts a sincere respect from the congregation, but then it turns into almost idol worship in a lot of churches, you know. And, and now it becomes the pastor can't do no wrong, and pastor's always right, and pastor this and pastor this. And you even got, you know, other, other men's wives willing to do, go to the ends of the earth for pastor, but they don't want to walk to the kitchen and get their husband a cup of coffee while they already out in the kitchen. You better say that, sir. You know, so there's, like you said, there's a lot that, that tradition and dogma has caused us to, to slip into. My son this last weekend, he, uh, he ended up going to a family uh, Spanish church, Spanish Assemblies of God church in, in Florida. And he's, my son is much more... Um, critical in his thinking and his approach to things. And uh, so he's never really been down with the traditional charismatic Pentecostal service where you have, where you have, you know, 16 hours of music before you even get to the message, you know? So he, he went there, you know, it was a family time, whatever, spent time with family. He tells me, he's like, all right, dad, I'm going to a super traditional church next weekend so I can reset. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, kind of where he's at, but, um, you know, the fact that he can do that, he can experience, you know, he understands a little bit and there's always going to be church politics. We're, we're always going to have to deal with that, you know, and, you know, kind of, I was joking, but not joking with the whole wife example, but then you have, you have husbands that are giving more time to the church than they are their kids. That's, that's not right. Whether, even if you're a pastor, your family still comes first, you know? And because if I can't pastor and lead my family, I can't pastor and lead a church. Not effectively, you know. Um, so when you guys do your services, do you do you incorporate music into your services, the Zoom services? Or is it strictly uh, um, like a message and, and that type of thing? It just it depends on how the Lord leads us. Okay. Uh, I may sing a song, which you probably don't know, but I, I've sung before. You ain't know I can do that, but I do it. Okay, okay, okay. Or I may have somebody sing. All right. They play uh, some worship music. You know that it just depends. Okay. Know, sometimes we'll, we'll just 
our own. We, we just believe that, that it's, it's all about God, not about us. We we try to stay much as possible out the way. Yes. Okay, okay. You going you gonna to sing for us a little bit? Now you don't want me singing. I can't hold a note in a dump truck. No, there's, there's, there's no way. I don't. Mm -mm. My when I've when I've preached, I try. I've always wanted to be a singing preacher, right? That style. You like it's up. Every time I start, somebody cut my mic out. Every time. So I just, I just stop trying. And it's just all right. I'll just be me. Um, but um, that's that's awesome though. That that's really cool. Now you talk about being led by God, hearing from God. Let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, so. You know, a lot of people ask, and sometimes they kind of beat around the bush about it, you know, but really the question is, how do you know you're hearing from God? Because a lot of people are like, okay, well, when you talk to me about hearing, the only thing I can equate it to is somebody having an audible conversation with me. You know, so am I expecting to hear a voice and, you know, and then think I'm crazy? Is it, you know, you also hear the explanation your conscience is, you know, the Holy Spirit nudging at you and, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I just, and I, I'll try to bring it into, you know, how common I'll make it kind of common for some that, that may not, you know, experience these things. Um, you ever had that situation to where, man, man, I should have did what I thought the first time. Mm -hmm. Well, I should have said that. You know, that, that that's a point of, you know, the, the Holy Spirit kind of guiding you to what to do. And then when you see that that it didn't go how you wanted it to go, that there automatically should kind of let you know, hey, that that was the spirit talking to me, telling me what to do. I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always a, a verbal. It's not always verbal that he speaks to. You know? mm -hmm. It's it's things, signs. You know, it says with miracles, signs, and wonders. Right. We we often see that in different ways. It's not always verbal, but the only way that you're really going to know is if you have a relationship. Exactly. It's key. Uh, relationship is something that you have to have. You have to have that intimacy with God. It's, I count it just as a, a relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, it's communication. He's communicating. And most times, you're really not going to know if God if you don't have that line of communication with him or that relationship mm -hmm. with him. You'll never really truly know unless you go to someone and, and they may, you may break down whatever happened to you and they tell you, oh, that was God, but until you get to know him for yourself, right. to know him for yourself, and then that way it'll be easy to decipher when it's him talking or when it's the devil talking. Mm -hmm. Or when it's you talking. Oh, yes. um, basically, being in, being in his presence is how you're able to see, I mean, to hear what the Lord, or see what the Lord is showing you, right. um, mm -hmm. to see what direction um, he will have you to go. Um, so basically seeking him in everything that we do, you know, spending that quality time, going into our prayer closets, turning away from people and the voices of people, mm -hmm. and they think, feel, or, you know, even say sometimes, um, just basically in the presence of God is where you're going to be able to hear from him um, clearly. Right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, talking about the relationship aspect, you know, and scripture talks about it, my sheep will know my voice. And, um, you know, the sheep knew, you know, know a shepherd's voice because of the amount of time a shepherd spends with them. And, you know, the same thing like, you, you know, your, your dog at the house, like somebody else can call my dog. But if I call my dog, yeah. 
you know, there's there's a different response, a different reaction. Or, you know, if, if you're in a crowd of people and somebody yells your name, yeah, you, you look for where that's coming from. But if it's somebody you have a relationship with and you know their voice, it's, it's a little easier to pinpoint where it's coming from, who it is. You know, if I call you, if, if you don't sound like who I know you should sound like, I'm, I'm are you okay? You good? You sick? Like something, something up? Because you don't sound how you're supposed to sound. And I, I think a lot of times when it comes to listening to God, we, we get afraid and we use that as an excuse to not move, you know? And, and I used to joke in Bible college that if God wanted me to do certain things, that he was going to ignite my little mini fridge that was in my dorm room. He was going to ignite it on fire. The door was going to bust open. A Mountain Dew was going to shoot out of it and roll onto the floor and start speaking to me if, if that was, was going to be the case. You know, and, you know, so it's, 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 it's one of those things sometimes that we, we try to make this so elaborate you know, when, when it comes to, you know, hearing from God, listening to God, you know, we try to make this, this massive checklist when really, you know, it, it's like, just listen. It's like, you know, when your, your wife wants to talk to you, you know, you don't make her jump through hoops to make sure that she wants you to take the trash out. Right. right. You know what I mean? So that's, 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 I think that, you know, the relationship is, is, is everything. It's the key that opens the door. Um, you know, and if you don't have it, you're not going to know it. I mean, that's how you get to know your significant other. You spend time with them. Um, walking in obedience when we hear him, mm-hmm. um, walking in full obedience to to what he speaks um, Most definitely. So have you guys, when, when God called you guys into ministry, was it, you thought it was going to be more a traditional route? No, we, we always knew that we would be different. Okay. Even when we were operating in other um, ministries and other capacities of leadership, mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm a pastor. I, I don't get it right. I, I slip sometimes. I, I fall sometimes. 
mm-hmm. back to him. Have I done everything right? No. Have, have you done everything right? And I think that kind of messed up the millennials to a point to where we we kind of perceive that we have it all together. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we made it. And I, I say this all the time. I'm like, hey, if y'all made it, y'all need to go and see Jesus. Right, y'all, right, right. Tell him to come get you. Tell him to come get y'all. Y'all ready to go back. Y'all perfect. No, I'm not I'm not perfect. And we're imperfect people serving a perfect God. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're always in that point of imperfection. So why not sometimes, you know, it's good to, to show your vulnerable state because some people need to see that. You mm-hmm. know, we can't draw anybody with these, with some of these same traditionalized, traditionalized ways that we Right. Grew. Yeah, there's I, the... And I grew up in that, man. Yeah. And again, nothing against it because that's what got me here. But there's got to be substance. And, and I think I think now, so I think there's there's two schools of thought that kind of collide. And and one is the fact that you're right. As, as pastors, no, we're still not perfect. We still slip. We still make mistakes. We do this. But as pastors, we, by nature of accepting that call, have to hold ourselves at a higher standard. So we don't, we don't have the luxury to mess up the same ways as other people mess up, if that makes sense. You know, not that it's not that it's better or worse or, or whatever, but there's just a different standard. You know, exactly. it, it, it's like I, I expect it, my kid going to school to be taught not to sit there and watch the teacher throw back a beer, you, you know, or, or sit there playing on their phone. Like, you know, I hold that teacher to a higher level accountability than my child, you know, because of their position, their experience, etc. And, and so, you know, as preachers, we have to do the same thing. And sometimes I don't think that's being done. Sometimes the whole, oh, we're not perfect is a get out of jail free card for a lot of preachers. Exactly. And or the 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 colliding factor or school of thought is the whole let's throw out the the flashy little, you know, slogans and and little Christianese sayings. And, you know, it'll sound real good. And the people won't realize that all I'm giving them is milk and I've yet to give them solid food. You know, and so we have an entire generation of adult babies as far as spirituality goes, because they've never been given meat. They've never been given substance. They've been given what sounds good, what gives the preacher popularity. And yeah, he might have a lot of people, he or she might have a lot of people sitting in their pews or in their seats or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's no change. Those are the same people in the same situations they've been in for the last five or 10 years, you know? And so there's... There's definitely there's definitely a struggle there, definitely a gap that needs bridged. But I think transparency is the first step to that. I, 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 I truly do. If people don't realize that you can hit rock bottom and get back up or you can make this mistake and get back up, they're never gonna they're never gonna believe that they can. You know? And and so if if we stop this, I got everything together. I'm walking right. I'm walking in the power of God, my power and calling of God, and everything is just I'm blessed and highly favored all the time. No, listen. Sometimes I don't want to talk to you. Sometimes I don't want to wake up. Sometimes I just want to stay in bed. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I'm sick of being sick. I'm, you know, I'm sick of, you know, I've got this diagnosis, and y'all just, oh, just pray. Listen, I've been praying for ten years. I'm done praying, you know, type of thing, and and. It's, it's almost like the traditional church doesn't want us to experience emotion, but these emotions God gave us to experience. You know, like it's, it, there's nothing wrong with being angry. The Bible says be angry yet sin not. So we just have to be discipled into how to maturely handle our anger. And, but because our leaders haven't been there, they can't take us there. If, you know, I was talking to somebody last night 
was talking to a good friend of mine last night and I told her, I said, you know, we got talking about some different things. And I said, you know, if I ask you, or not last night, but the other night, a few nights ago, if I ask you like, where are you going? Or you ask me for direction somewhere, there's two key things that need to, need to have taken place. One, I have to know where you're coming from. If I don't know where you're starting from, my directions aren't going to be real solid. And then number two, I have to have at the very least, I have to have the knowledge of the route to get you where you, maybe I didn't travel it myself, but I at least have to have the knowledge of the route in order to share it. You know, I at least have to have a map. And we have so many people trying to give directions off of something that they heard from their, you know, the brothers, second cousins, sisters, friend from, you know, out yonder, you know, one of them, both of them, all of them, you know, whatever, you know, just out there, you know, hearsay from somebody. And, you know, somebody's auntie one day said, hey, we're going to do it like this. And then boom, that just became dogma. And, you know, so shifting through all of that you know, for this generation, because this generation doesn't want a taut tongue. They don't want to learn dance. They don't want a borrowed shout to quote one of my previous pastors. You know, they, they want something real and, and real doesn't have to be running around the church. Real can be, but when, when, but when that fades away, when that service is over and you have to put your feet back on the ground and face your problem, what substance do I have to face the problem? You know, so, you know, your, your guys' situation, especially, you know, being as unique as it is, um, launching during the pandemic, launching via a live and, you know, that type of thing, not just offers different challenges, but it offers several more opportunities, you know, to really to break the stigma before you even enter a possibility of a brick and mortar setting. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. This is time for community outreach. I mean, definitely um, practicing um, the taking the precautions, but definitely um, going out mm-hmm. and um, giving the community what they need. Right. And to also that once we get back in a building or we'll get into a building, us um, or anyone that's getting um, back into the building, that our finances are even built up to a place that where there is no struggle mm-hmm. for the ministry and that you're not. Um, skewing off debt and all this burden onto the people of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that God is allowing us this time to build our mm-hmm. finances. Right, and, and during this time, I've also did stuff with my credit. I've been building building our credit together, and that's that's something I want to do for people who come uh, come aboard with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do it free of charge. I'm not charging you a fee every month to do it. Hey, get, get me what what you owe, and I'll I'll tell you how to get to where I am. Right. Um, community. We want to feed the community uh, with, with out of our pockets if we have to. But mm-hmm. again, that's stuff that we want to do. Um, again, practicing PPE, we definitely want to do that. We want to be safe, but we still, there's people still need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why not help people with the need? Mm-hmm. You know, have it. Let's go ahead and help uh, people with the need because there's people out there, even in Jacksonville, it's people who need right now and because this pandemic this has really shut the hands of a lot of things for them mm-hmm. um, you know we want to help people and that's what our ministry is built on is helping people and yeah. outreach ministry so we're not going to be a church that just sit in there and shout all day and dance all day and preach all day no we need to go out yep. and make disciples. you know we can't just do the people in the church they 
somewhat together. So we need to get the people who don't have it together or the people who are lost, mm. the people who once had it together, but they need direction back. You know, right. We go get those sheep who left the fold. Right. And, some as you, and as you build that relationship, that affords you the opportunity to speak into people's lives. Like a lot of, yeah. a lot of people like, you know, and I mean, you've seen it. You know, we, we both saw it working where we worked. You know, you've got, you know, the they come in and they got the Bible and everything's always a super spiritual conversation. It's like, yo, you don't even know my name and, and you're going to try to talk into my situation. Like, get to know me and then I'll give you access. But you got to earn that access. I'm sorry. I like like if you don't have a relationship with me, you don't. And that's why I say some of the people that have been there for me weren't saved folk. They weren't church folk, but they were people that built a sincere relationship with me, that they were, you, you know, they were there with me. They were honest. They were loyal. They were faithful friends, you know, and, and they didn't just tell me what I wanted to hear or what I expected to hear. They, they told me what, and even, even today I had a friend of mine call me this morning and be like, bruh, listen, you know? And I was like, all right, you know, because you, you need people sometimes to help you balance because we can get so passionate about what we want to do yeah. that we kind of bulldoze every other aspect of it and don't even realize it. Like, we don't have bad intentions, but, you know, those relationships help keep us grounded. Now, when you guys made the transition from your, your, your previous church to doing this ministry now, was, was that a smooth transition? Was it difficult? Um, and what would you suggest to someone who maybe is sitting there and they haven't quite had the conversation with their pastor that, Hey, I believe I'm called to lead a ministry. I believe I'm called to pastor a church. Like what, what, what advice, what, what suggestions would you give to someone thinking that? Well, it, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a smooth transition for us. You know, we, we heard God and we, we definitely moved on God. You know, we, we, we took some time we sat down, you know, we, we actually went home and chilled out for what for a month or so we, we visit i visited a friend's church mm -hmm. well after we left i visited a friend's church for a little while and then after that you know we people start pouring into us you know we had already saw and then even our previous leadership they saw it in us yes. they spoke it they spoke it in, in our mm -hmm. lives but, you know things happen where your timing don't meet up sometimes right but definitely i, I would add to that to um above all we wanted to leave in peace Yes. And we wanted to make sure that we um, perfected our love yes. before we left. And so we did everything that we could to make sure that we left the right, the right way. way. And Good. so if I, could, if I could help someone on that, make sure, I don't care how it is received or perceived, you have to make sure that you are accountable for what you do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we were... We with the extra mile to make sure, Lord, we don't want anything to hinder us that when we leave, it will be on our conscience, it will be on our heart, you right. know, that we'll be walking in error because right. we didn't do it the right way. So right. if I could help someone with that, no matter what, right. do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Have a relationship, that one-on-one -on -one talk, and, and just make sure that it's all God. Right. Um, so definitely leaving right. the right way, transitioning the right way. God blesses that. Mm -hmm. He honors that when you leave the right way. And we, we just thank God that, that he placed us in our heart to do it the right way. And know? even though, even when we left, though, we did not leave with the intention of, of um, starting our own ministry. Mm -hmm. But when God um, showed us that this is what we are to be doing, we actually reached out to our previous leaders first to let them know what we were, what we were, what we were 
That's awesome. Want it to be where these are people that we've we trusted. Mm-hmm. These are people that we were and I were still a part of our lives. For so years. we we had the relationship that okay, we don't want you guys to hear this in the streets or on Facebook or you know no. We right. Want that you guys know from us mm-hmm. what you know God is doing. That's awesome. It really is. Well, I, I appreciate it. I we've been about forty five minutes now. I don't wanna I don't wanna keep you guys all night long and I know we got started late, so I, I apologize sincerely for that. Um but um there anything else you wanna share with, with the folks that are watching and listening or will listen to it later? Um anything on your heart you just wanna share with them. That's awesome. Um, when we get done here, send me the uh, the email, and um, I'll post it as well, um, okay. so people can reach out to the church if, if they want to participate, help, you know, whatever whatever they want to do. Um, you know, I I will also say um, that uh, I know the Gators fan has had a uh, pretty good weekend last weekend, um, but don't 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 get too excited, you know. <laughs> But I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so very much for joining. Um, you know, definitely appreciate it. So not only is this going to be available on uh, Facebook, uh, but on any one of the other multiple uh, streaming platforms that we have for the podcast, so Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, all that type of thing. And I'll post a link up uh, like I usually do every week. And um, my cousin just said, go Knowles. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, encouraging. I definitely want to stay in touch. Definitely want to do this again. And, um, you know, every Thursday night at, uh, at 730, uh, myself and my cousin do another uh, forum. And we, we talk about all kinds of things. Um, definitely, you know, in the future. Uh, probably ask you guys to hop on with us and and because sometimes we're serious and sometimes it's just let's chill let's relax there's too much serious right now let's just have a good time you know and uh so we try to do that as well uh but definitely appreciate you guys uh, uh joining and uh for those of you watching and listening thank you very much and as always you know y'all pray for me and i'll pray for y'all amen yeah for sure we got you we got you covered outstanding outstanding all right, you guys. That's that's the uh, that's the live. I appreciate. I, I apologize for the rocky start. I really do. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And I appreciate you guys' time. Definitely.